welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. My name is Marcella Crable Grego. So delighted to be here. I serve as the director of spirituality programs at Moravian Theological Seminary. And I'm also a part of the wisdom community of the uh, uh, popularized by my teacher, Cynthia Bourgeau. Um, Cynthia is always inviting us to own this teaching and make it our own. And so I'm delighted to weave together these practices um, in the conversation that we're having together today. Enjoy podcast. And we got together today to talk about the coming season of Advent um, and how we can be a more awake and aware and conscious um, of the season. And we are going to do four different types of conscious uh, awareness practices. And uh, so I thought the first one that we would do, um, we had talked about this a little bit, is about crossing the threshold. Um, and I know this poem is you know, dear to you. I've, I've heard it many times and I, I've applied it to my life in, in many ways. And I just thought maybe you could share why this poem is, is, uh, is special for you. Absolutely. Thank you, Pam. Thank you for inviting me uh, back into our conversation. So yeah, crossing the threshold uh, in the book, Being Home, a, medita- a book of meditations by Gunia Norris is one of the readings that is um, holds great meaning for me. And I love that you're inviting us to notice it as we prepare for Advent. Mm. Because I'm finding myself preparing for Advent earlier this year, not in running around getting things done, but inside myself. It's like I keep finding myself uh, being nudged to prepare that interior space. So part of the reading uh, goes like this, on the threshold, The entire past and the endless future rush to meet one another. Many times today, it starts out by saying, I will cross over a threshold. I hope I will catch a few of those times. I need to remember that my life is in fact a continuous series of thresholds from one moment to the next, from one thought to the next, from one action to the next. On the threshold, the entire past and the endless future rush to meet one another. They take hold of each other, I love this part, and laugh. They are so happy to discover themselves in the awareness of a human creature. And it ends by saying, help me cross into the present moment, into wonder, into grace, that now place where we all are unfolding in your life moment by moment. Let me live on the threshold as threshold. So this reading took root in me uh, many years ago, over 20 years ago, and my husband and I uh, had it read at our wedding. And because it felt like that was such a threshold moment. And so I'm loving being invited back, uh, Pam, to contemplate that the threshold of, of entering Advent 
and what wants to be uh, remembered and caught and noticed as we prepare. And so the practice around thresholds for Advent is the invitation. We all are crossing thresholds, uh, passing through doorways all day long, right? Um, you know, entering our house, entering the living room, going through the door, entering our, our children's rooms, and to see how many of those thresholds we can catch. Mm. So as I leave my office after this interview, can I catch that moment when I'm passing under the doorway and just have a moment of, of coming back to my feet, finding my breath, and, and, and that moment of gratitude? for being right here um, alive and awake to, to Advent, what is coming to meet us, what is arising. So the invitation oh. to catch those thresholds. Yeah, I love that because, uh, you know, it keeps coming to mind is my father, a kind of near out near you is in the hospital. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna head down there after we're done recording today. But I hadn't seen him in a while because it's been difficult with COVID and, you know, he's elderly and, and uh, he burst, he was coming down the hallway when he saw me mm. and waiting outside of his door. I was in his doorway. So mm. he had had a procedure. They, I went to his room and I was waiting for about half an hour for him to return. He was supposed to be back by then and he wasn't. And so I was standing in the threshold of the mm. doorway, mm. waiting for him to return hadn't seen him in, in months and they were bringing him on a gurney kind of down the hallway and he saw me and he burst into tears. Mm. And, and of course I did too. And then he was stuck in the, in the threshold. Wow. For the longest time, because they were trying to get his bed, this bed into his room. And, and he, it was amazing. Like he got off the got into a chair and sat and spoke with me. But I knew when I crossed over into that room and his mm -hmm. wife excused herself and said, let me give you some time alone with your dad, which I really appreciated. And I knew that that was sacred time together. Mm. You know, we sat and talked for about an hour and he hadn't eaten. And then we were interrupted a little bit. You know, somebody came in to check his vitals and things like that. And then we waited, you know, we, until she crossed the threshold and left the room so that we could be alone again and really talk. And um, it was just sacred ground. And I just, it's so funny that you should bring this up because I hadn't even, that's what's so great about this, right? Yeah. You gave me this awareness for, mm. I crossed mm. over this loving threshold with mm. my father where we were reunited after a long time. We mm. realized the, the fragility of life because- Absolutely you know, we, we take for granted that people are going to be here, you know, always with okay. us. And, and it really made me pay attention. And now, you know, that was two days ago. And today I'm going back um, to the mm -hmm. hospital to see him again. And I, I will think about, yes. And maybe even say a prayer as I step into that room, into that space to be with him. That's right. Yeah. So it's a, thank you. You're welcome. And that's gorgeous. It is a passage, right? Mm. from one space to the other that, that we can catch and honor. And I love uh, you're making it, grounding it in daily practice and the concept of entering Advent mm. as, a, as that threshold and the, and the thought that Advent, the future is coming to meet us. And so how we have like this long hallway between now and the end of November when Advent officially begins, yeah. you know, to, to 
to be conscious and, and re-remember. I love that. Thank yeah. you, Pam. And I, the word I think that is so poignant for this is to catch yourself. Catch, catch is the word here. Mm-hmm. That's the practice is to yep. catch myself as I'm entering into these spaces in my life, catch mm-hmm. myself as I enter into Advent. Um, what are the, some of the things that people would be looking for during Advent? Um, yeah. mm, well, I, first, let me just comment. I love what you're saying about catching yourself in the, in the wisdom tradition. We often say, wake up. Can we self-remember? Can we recollect and come back to our feet in order to catch this moment and, and be right here? Say more, what, are, what, what, what do you have in mind as far as what can people remember in Advent? Yeah, so as we enter into, and this will probably lead into some of our other discussions today, but as we head into the Advent season mm-hmm. and we're re-remembering things, um, mm-hmm. you know, what can we be paying attention for? What can we catch ourselves and call ourselves back into the moment in these different places um, it's a time of the year that's very traditional. Yes. You know, we've been, we, we either are creating our own traditions or we're, um, you know, using traditions that were handed down to us from our ancestors. Yes. There, there's a lot of um, memories and sensory things that come up for us during Advent, you know, not mm-hmm. just the, the end part where, you know, at the end of Advent, but really the whole process of getting there. Yeah, is, is, it's the journey of, of Advent. And so what I'm hearing is catch yourself as you enter into the doorway to the kitchen, catch yourself as you enter into the doorway to, you know, your living room, um, yeah. you know, to prepare or, you know, or a meal that you sit down and have with someone as you're celebrating, you know, a lot of people go out and gather together at this time of year with the people that they work with and that they, you know, that sort of thing. Like I have a friend group and half of my friends are Jewish and half of them are Christian, but we, we gather, we figure out what week isn't Hanukkah and in between, not right before Christmas, but somewhere in there and, and to celebrate, to come together. And we cross a threshold together to come together in community and to really be awake to that experience Yes, I love that. And really what you're inviting is how do we contemplate this season? Mm. How do we contemplate the season? And I love what you're saying, whether it is wrapping presents, whether it is making cookies. I was just emailing, uh, WhatsApping with my sisters this morning saying, should we do, should we gather at my mom's on Thanksgiving and weekend and make cookies? You know, because my parents are probably going to move into a retirement home over this next year. And this might be our last time in the kitchen, this particular kitchen. You know, could we gather and make cookies for for Christmas and bless mom? That's sacred ground. That is sacred ground. Exactly. And so as we contemplate these practices, there's, there's often in the wisdom tradition, what we have is an outer task, right? And there's a lot of outer tasks that go into the holidays, mm-hmm. you know, shopping, baking, cooking, wrapping presents and gathering. And might we have what's called an inner task, inviting a concept of mindfulness, as we go about some of these inner tasks and, you know, as simple as, as you are making uh, those cookies that your mother taught you and your grandmother taught you to take a moment as you're gathering your ingredients and just pause and re-remember who was it 
that brought this recipe to you? Who was it that gave you your first instruction or, or an earlier instruction? And even as we're wrapping presents, I mean, that can be, I know in some of our families, that's like some people do it Christmas Eve, you know, or do a like a, a major wrapping, but can we bring uh, love? Can we consciously pause, think about the people that we are offering this gift for? And as we cut the wrapping paper and crease the, crease the flaps, can we uh, place love? Yeah. And, and I believe that, that prayer is energy of that love that we are sending out to someone. And I had this visual of you are like wrapping and doing that, but then offering sort of that prayer, that energy over the gifts. You're so awake and alive doing it. You're, you're asking us to be awake mm -hmm. <laughs> to these tasks, mm -hmm. to not just be in the doing, the urgency of it. And uh, so I, I love that. That's a great reminder. Yeah, not only outer task, which is beautiful, which is fun and 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 lively, but but, but re remember that inner task and and bring that to mind. And another uh, specific inner task, um, I love this because it invites us to uh, to think about our, our our activities that we're doing. Allow yourself to sink through the level of the inner chatter of your mind and discover the rhythm of the work you are doing. So you're, you're actually contemplating yourself. And this is an inner task that my colleague in the wisdom tradition, Heather Roos offers. She says, go ahead and notice the pulse and pace of your work or activity. So as I am wrapping my presents for my husband or for my daughter, Notice, am I doing it frantically? What is the pace? And then experiment. This is kind of fun. You have to have a little time, but experiment with deliberately speeding up or slowing down while still in relationship to noticing the pace. So extend and keep in the field of your vision some other rhythms. In other words, if I am feeling, uh, you know, like, a little sense of like, oh, I got to get this done. Keep in mind that there's another pace that also exists and take it without losing connection with the, with the rhythm. Notice the horizontal rhythm, what is happening around me during the course of my day as I interact in the world. And then notice my, my reconnection with myself, that vertical alignment we call it in the wisdom tradition, coming back to my feet, that, that vertical connection is always there. It's, it's almost like the threshold coming back to it and waking up. <clears throat> you know, something that you taught me that I hear in my head all the time is uh, be at ease, Pam, <laughs> be at ease. And I catch myself. It's interesting. I love your example of um, speeding up because it's counterintuitive of what I'm like trying to tell everybody, like slow down, enjoy, find your feet. But I love that because you need to understand what that feels like, that frantic feeling in your body and say, wow, am I missing out? Am I still, the task is still going to take the same amount of time to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm missing all of it by being on to the next thing to the next. And I love that sort of be at ease, come back to the body. Yes you know, bless the things or yeah, be, be with, with the, the task at hand. Yes. And, and so pay attention to rhythm. Yeah. 
And this might be, you know, pausing at the shopping mall and watching people, you know, and noticing uh, energy the, and, and, and consciously deciding what rhythm is, is conducive for you staying in the present. What are the results of someone finding their rhythm? Like, what have you witnessed in yourself or in others? You know, why, why would I want to do this? Yeah, no, that's a great question, Pam. So um, the invitation is, as you mentioned before, to be present and to wake up. I don't want to get to January 5th and say, wow, where did that go? Mm. I actually want to feel this season. And I want that for other people. COVID has taught us that life is fragile. Mm. And so when we are with our beloveds, when we are doing these sacred rituals, how can we be fully present and not worrying and all caught up with the next thing or what's happening? You know, there's, there's, there's a juggle, right? We're human. We're going to have a balance of that. But how can I more be present to the moment so that January 5th, January 6th epiphany, I'm looking back saying, wow, moment by moment by moment, I really was able to stay present to God, stay present to my family and, 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 and receive the gift that, you know, it's like this reading said about the threshold that uh, the, the, the future and the past uh, take hold of each other and laugh. You know, <laughs> there, there's a delight yeah. in, in that wakefulness. So would you say that life is um, richer, deeper, better, more meaningful living in this way or with this style of awakeness, awareness? That is uh, the, the invitation that I would offer each of us. Yeah. You check it out. Yeah. Don't take my word for it. Try mm-hmm. out these practices and see if something uh, relaxes mm-hmm. and something feels uh, more satisfied at the end of the day and, and fuller. Um, that's, the, that's, the, that, that's what I'm positing. That's what these practices practices say, but take it on for yourself. I love that answer. I love that answer. And that's the invitation today. And the reason that you and I have gotten together a few times to talk about this is to invite people to do that. Exactly. Yeah. See if something relaxes. That's right. Right. Yeah. That's right. And we are, we all, I think are in need of a little relaxing, um, so we talked a little bit about uh, contemplating the season. Mm-hmm. Talk about that, um, what that means, you know, for Advent. Um, we talked about re-remembering, re-remembering who taught you. You were saying earlier, uh, Pam, about making pierogies. I don't know if you want to name something, but who taught you these things? So we're contemplating uh, this season when our family goes and cuts down a Christmas tree together. What are the traditions around that in, in each of our families and, and allowing the fullness of that, not only today, but yesterday and not only yesterday, but imagine my daughter someday cutting down the tree with her family. Like it's a moment where the past and the future do join us 
And in the wisdom tradition, we're doing a lot of talk around Gebser, and that's one of his concepts that the past and the future, it's actually one whole. And, um, and Advent really kind of holds a lot of um, remembering of the past and, and inviting of the future. So really contemplating that. Is there more you want to say around that too? Well, just that it's a, uh, it's a very traditional time of the year where we really do bring a lot of our past Mm-hmm. and offer it to, you know, the younger people in our, to, to bring it into the future. And I love that it can look a little different, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that I sort of, I think the pierogies weren't salty enough. So I had a little, <laughs> <laughs> or I've snuck a little cheese in there where my grandmother wouldn't have liked that, but I have to, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm the only female in my generation. I have all male cousins on, on my, wow. that side of the family. And, you know, it's a big, weight for me to carry mm-hmm. it into the future. And I, I think I mentioned to you that it's hard to find a date to do it that works for everyone. What, but what I've realized, I'm at ease with that because whoever needs to be there that year will be there. That's right. That's right. And, and, I, and I trust that. And I offer it like I pick a Saturday, I prepare it like my, my aunt taught me, you know, all the fillings leading up to it on my own. And then we gather to actually put them together. It's a process. It's a big process. But the idea of not doing that just mm. would, would break my heart. It would break the chain of what we're mm. talking about. You know, if I didn't cross that threshold into offering it, you know, to, to the next and to the next. So it's such an important tradition in my family. So I think that it's an emotional time of the year too. Yeah. Can be yeah. very emotional with with uh, with you know with these memories that you know I'm I'm sad that those women who taught me are not no longer here, but I'm also grateful um, that I have daughters and nieces that I can share it with and hope that they'll that they'll continue the tradition in their own way. Yeah, thank you for naming that. This is also a very uh, it can feel like a tender season you know, that there's a lot going on. And so part of what we can also do is just really invite ourselves to honor that too, to, to, to go ahead and check in with ourselves and what's happening on the inside and not needing to change it, but just bringing awareness to that. That's the emotional intelligence. And I see you're touching your heart when you're saying that, and I can feel that. And it's really important to say that too, because you know, this work isn't all about like feeling perfect and feeling great. It's an about, uh, you know, both, there's both sides to it. There's an emotional side to this time of year too, where I, I definitely think of, of my grandmother and my aunt, and it makes me a little emotional sometimes when I'm, but I also say, you know, a blessing of thanks to them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, I, I kind of talk to them while I'm in the kitchen and, and remember and, and sort of bring them, if you believe in that, you know, there into that space with me. But yes, t- touching my heart tenderly and remembering and, and feeling that feeling and being okay with letting that feeling be what it is. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So this is our emotional, uh, uh, one piece of our emotional center, right? We have three centers of knowing our intellectual, our mind, our thoughts, our, our emotional center and then our body, right? And our movement center. So in that emotional center, just honoring that and giving space for it. Mm-hmm. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Not judging it, um, just allowing it and, and, and honoring it. 
I love that, you know, honoring that you have a great cloud of witnesses. The conscious circle of humanity is here, cloud of witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And speaking of that body part of it. Yes. Could you offer us a uh, sort of a body prayer around the Advent season and around everything that we've been talking about? Sure. I would love to. And can I just add, and I, and I've probably said this before, but when I was first introduced to this work by you, this was a little out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it is one of the most meaningful practices that I do now Mm. in this this room that you're, you know, you can see, but nobody else can. And and I, I really, when I get my body involved and I sort of have let go of that sort of closed up feeling of where that isn't my tradition and that's not how I was taught, but there's so much freedom in it and grace. And, you know, I would off, I would invite people to, to, to try it out too, and to see how, how it, how it lands in them. So, yeah. And this is a very simple uh, body prayer. It's just inviting uh, four simple gestures and it feels like one that wants that wants to join us for Advent. Um, Julian of Norwich, um, I love praying with her right now. She, she was an anchorite who lived in the 13th and 14th centuries during another pandemic. Yeah. And so she knows, she knew what we are now going through. And she um, felt like to engage the body was a way to also honor and bring God present. And so this four gesture body prayer is attributed to her and it's very simple. You said this is the four A's. Four A's, that's right. Four four words that start with A. So the first one, uh, Pam, and each word has a gesture, but I'll tell you the words first. Await. Allow, accept, and attend. So with a weight, and that's why it feels so uh, significant for Advent, we just cup our hands in front of us just gently as if we were, uh, you know, scooping up some water. Um, And the sensation is imagining a weighting awaiting Advent, awaiting for this presence of mystery of love. Not as we expect, hope, wish, or imagine, but just as it is in this moment. I await. And then Pam, we reach our hands up above our heads, hands open. And the word is allow. I'm just tuning into sensation. Allowing a sense of mystery, presence to come and be what it is without meeting any expectations. It's allowing this moment. I allow. And then the next A word is accept. We bring our hands, gently cupping them over our heart. The word is accept. I accept as gift whatever comes or does not come. I accept that I am not in charge. 
I accept the infinity of God, mystery's presence, present whether or not I am aware. I accept. And then the final A word is attend. And this one, we just have our hands outstretched, ready to be responsive. I attend to what I'm called to do, that which is mine, letting go of all the rest without a second thought. I attend. And Pam, the practice is to do this uh, three times and just to notice in sensation. And sometimes there's one of these words that we are particularly drawn to for our day. And so that becomes our prayer for that day or that week. So we'll do it two more times um, and, then, and then we'll pause to notice. So we'll cup our hands, I await. Hands outstretched above, above our heads, I allow. Bringing our hands to our heart space, I accept. And then extending our hands in front of us, I attend. And one last time, hands cupped in front of us, await. Hands extended up, allow. Hands crisscrossed over our hearts. Accept. Hands extended forward. Attend. We feel the slowdown. Mm. Everything slowed down for me. Mm. And the first word, await. <laughs> is I wait, await in Advent the, for the birth of Christ, yeah. right? And I attend to all of those tasks very consciously That's that right. prepare me for that special day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I accept that it won't always be how I would like for it to be. That's right. Won't be perfect, but it, it is perfect. our place. Yeah, yeah. And I'll allow things to unfold naturally. Mm -hmm. No panicky pushing. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I think that, wow, it just applies to everything that we talked about. And it, mm -hmm. and it applies to the story I shared about my father. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's, that's all I can do right now mm. is to, you know, allow, accept, attend to. Yeah. A, a weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Meister, that threshold of that, yeah. Exactly, in the threshold of Advent. Meister Eckhart says that God is always longing to be born mm. and that we are all mothers of God. And Ilya Delio adds that uh, perhaps we're the ones being birthed this Advent season. And so uh, I know I, for one, and I sense this in you, Pam, too, we want to be awake to that, Yeah. to that, whatever wants to be born anew this year in Advent. Yeah. And you offered us some beautiful, tangible 
easy ways to to practice that. Yeah, and try it out for yourself. Try it out. And what did you say to try it out and see what? (laughs) See what lands. See what happens for you. See See what what relaxes. Yes, I love that. See what relaxes. What a beautiful invitation. So thank you for for joining me again and and for talking about Advent and and offering uh, these uh, these beautiful beautiful conscious work practices. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Thank you. I'm Pam Rotelli Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.